Welcome everybody, Daniel Teaches here wishing you the happiest of holidays. I hope that if you did celebrate Christmas, you had an amazing time. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, I hope that regardless, hopefully you got to take some time off from work or, you know, I'm sure the kids and everyone's staying home already, right, due to COVID. And hopefully you got to spend some quality time together with your family. And I think that is absolutely important right now, especially in the winter time when it's cold and snowing, and especially this year due to COVID-19. So... Those are definitely some huge factors to think about. Now, let's talk about the opposite of kindness for a second. I want you to think about the worst thing that you've ever said to a person face-to-face. -face. Take a second to think about that. The worst thing that you've ever said to a person face-to-face. -face. Now, that might be a family member. Could be, right? Because oftentimes we um, are more likely to get into arguments and get loud and angry at, like, our brothers and sisters or, you know, uncles and cousins or whatnot as opposed to a stranger. You, you know, it might be an employee, you know, it might be a boss that you used to work for. What was the worst thing, like just, just the hardest, meanest, like go F yourself thing you've ever said to someone face to face? I'm trying to think of mine. Man, I don't think like, like I, really nothing pumps up, like for me anyways, you know? Um, you know, like maybe being like, oh, like you're such an idiot sometimes, you know, maybe like that's the most, but never outright, you know, I hate you with a passion, I hope you die. You know, none of that stuff. Now, what's one of the worst things you've ever said or seen online that someone's written, like a comment on a YouTube post or Twitter, and immediately you go, whoa, Daniel, why the heck would you spend time looking at YouTube comments or Twitter replies and stuff? Because it's important. It's important for this message that we're trying to get across right now. I don't know about you folks, but I've seen some pretty bad things, whether it be on, again, IG photo comments, YouTube comments, TikTok comments, you know, and the, I've seen them all. I've seen indirect hits, you know, those backhanded compliments. Women are freakishly good at those, man. And that's not a good thing. You know, the, oh, you know, man, you look great. I'd never have the confidence to take a picture of myself looking like that. And you're like, Jesus, oh my God, who broke your heart, right? Or, um, what else, man? What else? You know, and some of them are just direct. Like some of them just go right for the face. I mean, you know, like, Jesus Christ, you know, like, I can't believe anyone would listen to you, or go kill yourself, you know, or, you know, what's wrong with your eyebrows, or you know, just, you name it, man, you name it. People say some horrible things online. Isn't that weird? Like, I don't know about you, like, I feel like a lot of people just normalize it. Like, yeah, he told him to go F himself. Like, no, no, like, let's play this out. Like, I'll, I'll be watching a TikTok video of this girl, right? 16-year-old girl, millions of followers, and she's got all these comments, you know, talking about how fake she is and how blah 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 and she's this and that and commenting on her body image and her appearance i'm like man like i can't even be in the right mindset like never in my life have i commented on anyone's posts or videos or even like on someone's article and said something hateful like i can't even like you have to be in a really bad place to just project that much hate and misery and negativity. I'm not saying that I haven't disagreed. I'm not saying that I haven't, you know, made points and said, actually, I disagree, man. I see it this way. That's a different story. I'm talking about the, you know, you're talking about philosophy and life and I start making fun of your, your unibrow, right? Or I start making fun of, you know, uh, the fact that like, you're a loser and no one will ever love you. Like, like just the, the wildest, like most hurtful, horrific things. And you're like, Jesus Christ, I can't believe you would say that to someone. You know, and most times it's like, 
I don't know. Like, like my immediate thought, because I spend a lot of time on TikTok, right? I'm like, all right, they're probably just kids. They're not thinking, right? I wasn't thinking when I was 14, 15, right? So you say that stuff to each other without taking perspective of being like, yo, what if you're a 15-year-old, right? And you get, like, people are always like, oh, man, I wonder what it'd be like to wake up with like 10,000 notifications, 500 messages, 200 mentions. Yeah, what if you're about to go out on a walk with your grandmother and you just keep getting notifications, bing, F you, bing, go kill yourself, bing. Go, like, what do you think that does to you psychologically? If you guessed that would mess you up, yeah, that's probably not a bad guess at all. And I've just been so fascinated by what people say. You know, I was talking to, to another friend of mine and he was like, hey man, the, the, you know, he was making fun of this kid's like uh, appearance. He's like, yo, look at how skinny he is. You know, look, he's like a twig. And the guy's like 15, 16 years old, like the kid that he's making fun of. And I'm like, damn, man, like I can't believe like people would actually say that to him. And he's like, well, Daniel, he is. He is skinny like a twig. I'm like, I'm not disagreeing with you, but why would you just say that to someone? If I see a girl who's 300 pounds overweight, a stranger, I wouldn't walk up to her and be like, hey, you know, like the whales in town like Jesus man what why do you know what I mean like what like even if it's true like why would you like you gotta be in a really bad place to say stuff like that man I could not imagine people who talk like that speaking that way to a real person like face to face like you walk up to someone in a bar and you're just like hey man go yourself you don't know anything like Jesus, this is unbelievable. You know what? You know what I think it is. I think it's because when you're online, you have this. Um, you kind of back away from your responsibilities, right? When you're in person, you're you. You're doing your thing. But as long as you post that content, you post that comment. Excuse me. There's this feeling of detachment, right? Where you leave that comment, and there's nothing they can really do to you, right? Of course, you can report you. You can report the comment. You can have it get taken down. But there's no physical consequences, right? It's not. Oh, this dude's about to like break my face. And I think that really, I, I worry for people because what if you're in a bad mindset and you get used to this, you, you comment bad things on people's posts or whatever. And you're like, Daniel, why are you making it such a bad thing? It's because dude, those things hurt, like depending on the person, especially if they're young people too, right? A 14, 15 year old, they hurt. And you get so used to doing that and getting away with it that you kind of, you kind of mature with this idea of I can say what I want to who I want. And that's just how it is. Until one day, in real life, you're gonna say that to someone. And I, and I hope the day doesn't come, but if the day comes, one day, someone will step up and they will put you in your place, either verbally or physically. And you have it coming and you deserve it and it's long overdue. Now, this isn't me inciting violence, but this is me saying just, you know, remember that some of the things that you do online doesn't always translate to in person, right? We do things online because you're safe behind that keyboard and you can tell, oh, this absolutely sucks and you're blah, 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 blah. But if you see him face to face, like, all right, man, what were you saying about my mom? Like, dude, like, it's, it, it's, not, it's not a good habit to have. Seriously, if you're angry and stuff, don't go, don't do it. I was in a bad mood uh, about a month or so ago. I stayed off of social media because I knew everything that I saw would make me angry. I want to comment something bad and I didn't. I didn't do anything because I knew it's not you, it's me right? I'm not in a good place mentally. And what I'm doing is I'm displacing that anger onto you, right? I, I, I can't, I don't want to shout, you know, at someone who I know, right? I don't want to be mad at my like supervisor and I have all this anger. So I'm just going to put it onto you, onto this post, onto this video, even though it has nothing to do with me being angry at all. You know, you're just looking at a target to hit. And I think you should be extremely careful because it's not a, yo, 
if I get caught, it's a when you get caught. Like there will come a time where you just, someone will, will give you what you deserve. So please, karma is 100% real. Like it's unbelievably real. Like you get what you give. 99% of the time. You walk, you give someone a smile, usually they give you a smile back. 99, not all the time, but the majority of the time. You walk up to someone and push them, very likely they're gonna push you or do something, another physical, um, you know, rebuttal back to you. You get what you give, my friend. So just please, if you know someone who, you know, does things like that, or if you, you and yourself do, really just take a step back and go, whoa, like where's all this hate coming from? Am I jealous? Am I envious? I'll be the first to admit, I am happy for other people who are successful, but I would be a hypocrite if I don't tell you guys this. There are times when I feel extremely envious, 100%. When I make these videos, you know, a lot of the times I'm fact checking, I'm reading textbooks, I'm talking to other people, I'm looking at what other professors have found out about the research, so when I come out here, at least, at the very least, if I'm not correct, I have empirical data supporting my points, right? There's logic, there's, there's research. I don't ever wanna say something and then you go on Google and it doesn't have anything about what I've just said, you know, or, or it doesn't, or it actually does the opposite, right? It says, no, this is none of this is true. So at least there has to be something, some sort of data or science which supports what I'm saying. And I go to all this work and especially on TikTok, which she's the most, I make those TikTok videos. And then you have kids on there who just appear to do nothing and just sit there and just nod their head and get 1.5 million views. You know, wow, I'll get like 200. And I know it's not about the number and I know it's not about the views, but as a human being, I just want to let you know that no one's perfect and I'm far from it. Jesus, I'm so far from it. So don't think that the almighty Daniel teaches is always good and happy and striving. No, man, I definitely have aspects where I'm like, you know what, dude, I go through all this effort to, to give people mental health advice and tips and education and you just sit there nodding your head and you have all these views and all these comments. Like for what? You don't deserve them. Or do you? Because here's the thing. One thing that I hear constantly is saying, hey man, he doesn't deserve, you know, um, he doesn't deserve that following. You know, he doesn't deserve that, that brand. He doesn't deserve that girlfriend. He does, she doesn't deserve that boyfriend. And here's what I have to say. Who are we to decide who deserves what? Check this out. So let's say there's someone on TikTok, right? They got 5 million followers and they get followers because they nod their head. They nod their head on the beat to music. Not because they can sing, but because they can barely like lip sing, you know, and they're just nodding their head. Who am I to say that she doesn't deserve 5 million users, like followers? She might deserve 10 million. What I mean is this, when we say who deserves what, folks, we are speaking from a purely subjective perspective. If I say, hey man, she deserves so much better, she shouldn't be with him, but it doesn't really matter what I think. It matters what she thinks. If that's her boyfriend, she's looking for a certain set of criteria and clearly he has what she's looking for and whatever cons he has, clearly the pros outweigh it and that's why she stays with him. Same thing with a person of influence. I could look at someone who just does, you know, ridiculous stuff and just shotguns beers, you know, on videos and gets millions of views and I might go, you know, you don't deserve to have that many followers but it doesn't matter what I think because when I look at the view count, and that has 5 million views, it's like, oh, clearly I'm the minority. Clearly people find this extremely interesting. And I think subjectivity and objectivity are used such, so interchangeably that people fall blind to this idea. And, and all subjectivity means is, hey man, it's opinions, right? There's not one right answer. Objective, there's always one right answer. 
A table is a table is a table. There's only one table. We all have an idea of what a table is. It can be different colors, right? But in essence, it has the same structure, right? It has legs and you can put something on it. We can all agree on that. But if I show you the picture of Mona Lisa, right? Forget the history and the prestige. And if you say, Daniel, out of 10, if 10 is amazing, what would you give this painting? I might say a four. I'm like, mm-hmm. Right? So thank God I don't, I can't decide what's worth what. Because if that was the case, it wouldn't be worth, I don't even want to guess how much the Mona Lisa is worth. But, but did you see what I mean? Do you see how, how, you know, being subjective has so much power to how you see the world? Like there's so many people who I watch on YouTube, I'm like, Jesus Christ, I can't believe people listen to them, you know? Like I can't believe like, and please don't take this wrong way, this is just my own personal things, but I'm like, why, what entertainment is there in watching a girl, you know, show you a vlog from when she wakes up and she goes and buys hair dye and she dyes her hair and... Maybe she's got a bit of a funny personality, but is it really that interesting to watch a 15 minute video on that? Clearly, when I look at the view count and the likes and the comments, yeah, heck yeah it is. You know, and my amazing talks of philosophy and psychology for 30, 45 minutes could be a snooze fest to someone. Who am I to say what is good quality? I might say, hey man, this episode is amazing quality. You might listen to it and be like, no, it absolutely sucks. Who's right, me or you? I don't know. That's the problem that I have when people talk about quality and quantity. I'd rather make one good piece than three bad pieces. Brother, what is a good piece? How do you, how do you define a good piece? Right? If we talk about music, I'd rather make one good song than three trash songs. It's like, all right, well, what is a good song? Who decides what a good song is? The people do, right? What if you make a song you think it's good, but the people think it sucks? What if you make three songs you think they all suck, but people love, love, love two of them? You see how subjectivity is so freaking important? So I hear that a lot, man. He, he deserves to be canceled. He doesn't deserve the hype. This girl doesn't deserve this. Okay, that's your opinion. That's fair. I, I have an opinion too. You know, I think people who talk about, you know, who educate you should get the most followers. I think people, anyone who's an expert in their field, like 10, 15, 20 years in anything, psychology, uh, musician for 20 years, you know, literally anything, accountant for 20 years, I think those people should have the most followers. I think you're an expert in your field, you have a lot to share, you know, you should get them all, man. You have the most valuable information to share from an educational aspect, right? So that is my own bias. You know, if I was the guy in charge of the algorithms, not many prank channels would be making money, right? So maybe thank God that I'm not, but I just wanna, I just wanna state this to you, man, how you go, man, I can't believe so many people, you know, watch a turtle, eat, you know, a mango. Like, this is so stupid. Like, this is terrible content. This is, this is such bad quality. It's like, really? Bad quality? Like, do you know how much money that guy's making from having his turtle eat this mango and it's like ASMR recorded? We really have to think about, my friends, what do we mean when we say good and bad quality? Sub subjectiveness is so unbelievably important. Like, I cannot emphasize how essential it is in life, man. You hear a project like an album, you know, I have a lot of friends of mine who listen to rap and hip hop music. You know, and there was an album that came out, whole lot of red, and immediately there was a lot of people that says, man, this album absolutely sucks. But then you understand that it's subjective because you listen to other people and they go, hey man, this is a really good album. And you go, huh, interesting. Well, who's right? How can it be good? How can it be bad? I don't understand. Right, because you're, you're coming from different perspectives. That's why I think things like the Grammys and stuff are so hard to wrap your head around. Because it's like, well, 
what do you mean this person had the best album? Like objectively? Like everybody agrees? How could you possibly know that Cardi B's album, you know, tops Travis Scott's Astroworld in terms of like rap album of the year? Like how? Like if people disagree, like how do you, how do you figure that out, right? Who are the judges? How can you make something like music or art? Like how can you critique it objectively? You know, I think it's very, I have no idea. I don't have the answer for you. I think some things are so gray, you know? And it's, it's, it's unbelievable, man. Some jobs, some skills, some people, you know, I've had profs. One person's like, oh, Daniel, avoid him at all costs. Avoid him like he's the freaking plague, man. You don't want him as a prof. I've had another one go, yeah, he's really good. Yeah, good standards, he was firm. And I actually achieved higher in his class than I did in any other classes. So it's really, really important, folks, take everything with a grain of salt. And always think, man, subjectivity, you know, who's telling me this? And just be aware of their background, be aware of their perspective, and be aware of why they're saying the things that they're saying. And those things are really good to know. Those things are really useful to know. I think a lot of times, folks, you know, when we get involved in like wars, like whether it's countries at war or just like families and relationships, you know, going astray, right? Having problems. It's because of misunderstandings. I think misunderstandings are so unbelievably powerful that they get overlooked. A lot of the time, you might be saying the exact same thing as the person across from you, but because of the misunderstanding, you don't think you are. And that's why you get into arguments. So because of that, you have this totally unnecessary argument, which leads to all the shouting and back and forth and just unnecessary stress, which could have been resolved. I think misunderstandings are so unbelievably, you know, essential in everyday life. Sorry, not, maybe not essential, but I just mean they happen so frequently. Like, it is mind-boggling how often, because, like, like, what is a thought, right? No, not that, you know, not that thought that, like, the young kids say. We'll get to those thoughts later. But, like, a thought, like, in your brain, right? Those kinds of thoughts, um, right? Well, you're thinking, well, you have this idea, right? And I want to share this idea with you. And, and when I'm trying to formulate it with my mouth, I end up watering it down and I kind of compress this idea so I can speak it. And then when I say it, it depends on how you hear it, right? So let's say if I had 100% the idea and I watered down 25% of it so I can only speak, you know, 75% of it, I can articulate the idea. You only hear 50% of it. And then when you go tell your buddy, by the time you, you're trying to share that idea from your head, you know, through your words, you're only have like 25% of the actual idea. Does that make sense? Right, like we have these ideas, but then we struggle to find the term. Like how many times have you heard someone say like, oh, like I, I don't know how to say it and they're trying to string the right sentence together because they're trying to make you see what they're seeing. So I think understanding is so important. I think listening is so important. There's been a handful, like no, no, no way more than a handful of times where I've interrupted someone. And if I would have just waited a couple of seconds, I realized they were saying the thing that I just interrupted them to say. Like someone's talking and I'd be like, oh, don't forget da -da -da -da, like this building. And they're like, yeah, yeah, I was getting to that. And I've, I've tested it several times where I wanted to interrupt, but I didn't. And that person literally said the thing that I was about to say. And I was like, oh, well, awesome. I didn't need to interrupt. Like, we have this need to just talk and talk and talk because we think we have all the answers. But man, listening is so unbelievably underrated. I'll tell you a perfect misunderstanding. So a couple of months ago now, there was this George Floyd incident and um, or we should call it an accident because if I'm not mistaken, the difference between an accident and an incident is an accident can be prevented. 
an incident cannot. And, and that was definitely a situation which could have been prevented. Anyways, we got into this idea of defund the police, right? Defund the police, right? Let's get rid of them. Let's, let's change it up. And I was talking to a good friend of mine about this. I said, hey man, what do you think about this whole defund the police stuff? And he looks at me and he goes, oh, Daniel, I'm 100% for it. I said, really? He said, oh yeah, we should totally, absolutely, unequivocally defund the police. I go, very interesting. He goes, Daniel, what do you think? I said, honestly, I think we should do the opposite. I think we should give the police even more money. Like, like whatever, refund the police, whatever the opposite of defund is, we should do that. We should increase their budget. That's what we should do. He goes, really? I go, 100%. Now, if we were to stop the conversation there, it sounds like we're on two opposite sides of the fence. But guess what happened? Like two civilized human beings, we sat down without emotion, without, you know, I'm right and you're wrong, open to hearing each other's perspectives. And we found out we were both saying the exact same thing. The exact same thing. Well, what I like to call, we were painting the same picture using different colors. So what my friend was saying when he said, you know, defund the police, because immediately my thought when I hear that is like, yo, we're about to, it's about to turn like purge, like anarchy, you know, like no crime, you know, if you're getting robbed, you're on your own, everybody has to buy a gun, there's no more cops, like, you know, like whatever, like we're animals, right? He was like, yeah, what I think we should do is we should, you know, uh, take away some of the budget from the police force, make them really, really small. And instead, we should have these new programs that are instead to help people with mental health breakdowns. You know, if someone's having a, a you know, schizophrenic breakdown in the street, we shouldn't call a cop. We should have another division that would take care of that, right? We should have another division that would take care of, you know, dealing with a homeless guy, you know, with like drug issues. So we should defund the police and instead have these other kind of sectors that deal with that stuff. And I go, dude, I was thinking the exact same thing, but check this out. When I said, you know, give them more money, I thought we look at what the police training curriculum is. And don't worry, folks, I'm, I'm gonna get to it. Like, I'm, this isn't meant to be political, but just to, to give you the idea of misunderstandings. And I was like, dude, I was thinking the exact same thing. I think you should give the police department even more money. They should expand their budget. They should look over their training, complete overhaul. Like completely go over it, completely change it up. You know, how many years does it take to become a cop? Two, all right, let's make it four. How many hours do you spend doing a hand-to-hand -hand martial arts? How many hours do you spend, you're talking about, uh, you know, breaking and entering shootout situations or working with a, someone who's, helping, who's having a mental health breakdown, right? So what you do is you look at, well, who put a badge on you? Who certified you to be a, a cop? And let's make those standards harder. Let's make it harder to become a cop. You know, let's, let's make, you know, the police department, if we're going to have them be responsible for literally so many things, let's, let's make the training harder, right? Let's change things up, let's have extra divisions, let's have specializations, you know, focusing on different areas of life. So in essence, we were saying the exact same thing. But what happens with the majority of the people is there's so much judgment of, you know, if he's wearing a Make America Great Again hat and if she has a, you know, short purple haircut and you start, you know, throwing all sorts of words around, social justice warrior, Trump supporter, and man, it just, you don't get anywhere. And I'll tell you why, it's because you start attacking the person instead of the idea. And whenever you're attacking the person, I don't care who you are, I don't care where you are, I don't care what you're doing. Whenever you're attacking the person, there's no way you're gonna see eye to eye. What you have to do is you have to separate the person from the idea, because don't forget, it's never me versus you. It's me and you versus this obstacle. We are seeking to find the truth. I would much rather, I would much rather uh, have you be right and we find the truth and I'm quote unquote wrong then I'm like, I win the argument, I use more points so you think that I'm right, but I actually turn out to be wrong.
I think that's a detriment to people who are amazing arguers. They're like, yo, I'll, I can argue my way out of anything. But I said, but dude, what if you're wrong? Th that becomes a problem now because you're just really good at talking that you could win people over to your side. But what if your side's incorrect? You know? So it's like, dude, it, you know, this is interesting because whenever I talked about, man, what does it mean to win an argument? People would always mean, well, to bring someone to my side of thinking. When I say that makes sense. But then when I heard another definition of it, someone says, Daniel, I believe to, to win, quote unquote, in a discussion or an argument is to have your mind changed. That is when you win. I said, how so? He said, well, Daniel, if I'm trying to convince you of something and I do it, it's like, well, I get nothing out of it. Sure, I get an ego boost, but it's like, dude, who gives a damn? But if you change my mind, I learned something new. I became better today than I was yesterday. I am, I am, I am in a better state now. Something's changed. I've gotten more out of this conversation than you have. So I, if you want to use the words, quote unquote, won the argument. You know, and I think that's really what it goes back to. And again, I just said that little, you know, political idea in terms of like, yo, like misunderstanding happens so frequently. So just please really get down to it, man. You know, why do people think the way they do? You know, why do people think the way they do? You know, I'm not saying I agree with you that you're a, you know, whatever supporter or that you believe in this law or that you believe in this idea, but like, what do you mean by that? Like, see, before I start judging you and saying, blah, 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 this is what I think, this is why you're wrong. Like, wh why do you think the way you do? And let me just hear you, not emotionally, not from a biased perspective, but simply from a perspective. I think that's very interesting. Shouts out to my Marvel fans. There's a scene in the Civil War where Peter Parker, Tom Holland meets Chris Evans, Captain America for the first time, and they're messing around and blah, blah, blah. And there's this one scene where Captain, like, where, like, you know, Tom Holland like spider webs Captain America in the legs and Captain America falls and Captain America looks at Tony and he's like, um, excuse me, at uh, Tom Holland, Spider-Man, and he goes, uh, you know, did what, what else did Tony tell you about me? And Peter Parker's like, yep, like Iron Man told me to go for your legs and he told me that you're wrong and that you think you're right and that makes you dangerous. Just forget everything else I said, just think about this. You're wrong, but you think you're right and that makes you dangerous. Did, you, did Hitler not just flash in front of your eyes? Did not any other like fascist, you know, communist party flash in front of your eyes when I just said that? You're wrong, but you think you're right. And that makes you, my friends, no one ever does something if they think it's wrong. Like, what I mean by that is they will morally justify whatever they do. I promise you, Hitler didn't think he was a bad person. He legitimately felt from the bottom of his heart that he was making the world a better place and not the opposite. I promise you that Donald Trump really thought, regardless of what we think, that he was a good candidate, he was a good president, and he made America better. If you ask him 100%, if he thinks he's making America worse, he, he wouldn't be president or you know he would have stepped down. So I'm telling you, when people, I'm not saying they're, they're wrong, but when people really, really, really think they're right, like 100% with certainty, but they're actually wrong, it's very dangerous. It is very, very dangerous. Good luck trying to convince them of anything, especially when they become attached to an idea. So it's like if you talk bad about the idea, you're talking bad about them. Yikes, good freaking luck. Good freaking luck. But that's why we do this, right? That's, that's why we have these discussions, that's why we do these podcasts. There's so many more out there, right? We just talk about this. Let's talk about this idea and, you know, kind of where you are in life and, and what's going on. And um, yeah, so it's, it's important. It's really important. Just have perspective. 
You know, figure out where you're going in life, why you do what you do. And, and I promise you, you'll just get out of so many headaches. Like with me and my friend with like the defund the police and increase their budget, you know, and, and, and just so many things, folks. So many, so many things can be unavoided or just better and improved having that sort of a mentality. So I would 100% recommend that. You know what, folks? I think this is good. This is a good bit of talking. This is a good bit of conversation. I hope you enjoyed. You know, I know that when we get super, super deep into some topics, you know, like there's a lot. So I like giving you some of these, these lighter ones, you know, so these lighter ones that you can take under half an hour, which is short for Daniel Teaches episode. Hey, folks, thank you so much for listening. I sincerely appreciate it. If you're on YouTube, I thank you so much for subscribing, liking, all that good stuff. I appreciate every single one of you. If you're listening to this on Apple iTunes and Spotify, thank you so much for making it to the end. I got nothing but love for you. Seriously, from the bottom of my heart, I wish you amazingness. I wish you peace. I wish you happiness. Spend some amazing quality time with the people around you. Take care of yourselves. And bye-bye, my friends. Take care.